0: You're listening to Glitch Please, number 65. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit RoosterTeeth.com.
1: Hey, welcome to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games every week. I'm Ashley. I'm John. I'm Brian. And This episode is brought to you by NHTSA. We'll talk more about them in a little bit But thank you very much to NHTSA for sponsoring this episode of glitch, please uh, There's been a lot of happening in the video game industry this Nothing's week. Happened. Nothing's nothing. happened. Uh, games nothing. Gamescom is happening. Oh, so yeah, that's a th- that That nothing. I have friends there. And uh, so there have been a lot of demos We got a lot of mm-hmm. new release dates for games all kinds of fun stuff uh, and also Biggest news of the week, Guacamela 2 came out! I'm so excited, so we'll talk more about that in a little bit, too, because... It's fun. Try and stop me. Yeah. But, before we get to all that serious business, what have you guys been playing? (laughs) Guacamele. <laughs> yeah, fair.
2: Um, I finished also minutes. That's that that sixty yeah. second game. Uh, I finally kind of powered through. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if I want to play it again, but it was. Is there like a version to play it again? It's harder. Yeah, there's a new well, game it, plus. Yeah, like yeah.
1: It, and the game changes a little bit too
0: mm-hmm. once you've completed I it. Never, ever want to do new game plus because usually because I'm not that good at video <laughs> games in the first place. Yeah, and and there's so many video games to play in general that I need to get through. Yes. That when I beat yes. a game, I'm like. I don't wanna do it the harder version and then delay another game.
2: I hate now that there's so many good games that some a friend of mine called it video game FOMO. That it's like I can't spend time yeah. an, like hundreds of hours with anything anymore because I got to move on. Yeah. It's like great, finished it, saw credits. I got I got to finish Nino Cooney, then I got to do Persona, yeah. then like yeah, all the shit.
1: List. And that list is never going to get shorter. No,
2: it, but it's all good stuff. It's not shit. But yeah. Like and then uh um per, uh, Divinity Original Sin Two is coming out. Uh, I didn't well, play it's, that Monster uh, Hunter Generations.
1: The, it's coming. It's they're putting out their like definitive edition.
2: Yeah, but I, I heard y'all talk about it at the office all year last year. Like ah. Eddie talked about it so much. I want to try it. But then Spider-Man. Then Red Dead Two. Then Dragon Quest. There's just so much. Shit. Yeah,
1: we're about to hit that period of the yes. year where anything that you haven't got out of your backlog is going it's to dead. stay there. It's dead. Dead. Yeah. And for the next several months, there will be yeah. not a lot of movement yes. because we are. Uh, on the basically spider-man kicks off the holiday runs yes. of games
0: I keep saying that because I got I have a PlayStation coming with spider-man And I say that once you I got finish, the
1: special edition, right? That's what you've been got waiting the special, for oh, oh. Red one.
0: Pretty, it's oh, pretty it's gonna be nice. nice. I like it. <laughs> um, And yeah, so that's coming and I keep telling myself that once I finish spider-man then I'll do the backlog of PlayStation yeah. uh, exclusives you know, go through God of War, and, and, uh, uh. Oh, you've got so much. What's of this is first PlayStation. I've got to play Detroit. I just, I, I just. Horizon Zero need, Dawn. I need to play that one, too. And then, uh, what's the one? The, the dad and daughter. Zombies.
1: Last, last
0: of Us. Last of us. All I could think of was Call Me Maybe. That's wrong. Um, uh, so I knew it was three words. I knew it was three words.
1: Well, technically it's The Last
0: Oh, The Last of Us. All right. But
1: I, uh, I would love to see what Call Me Maybe looks like as a zombie.
0: I'm going to listen to Call Me Maybe while I play Last of Us, okay? <laughs> um, so I keep saying I'm going to do that, but I know that most likely I'll either jump from Spider-Man to the next new thing that's come out, or I'll just fall back into, like, the games I'm playing right now, which are ongoing games like Overwatch and that kind of thing. Right. 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 Um,
1: because uh, like if you say take a couple weeks to beat Spider-Man, not unreasonable for people working full time. right? I
0: would totally like spread it out as much as possible. Yeah. You
1: think that are you are you a are you a spreader or a binger?
0: I'm a spreader. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't binge like almost anything anymore. I don't binge TV shows. I don't binge anything like that. I uh, I like because talk about like fear of missing out of stuff. I have so many. Uh, th- I have so many things I love to do that I have to like I have to partition like I read comics And to read comics takes time to go and like read all those comics And totally. I love going to the movies, and so I, I like go to the movies And I like to watch stuff at home, and then I like to play video games at home So it's like I can't go home and binge spider-man for six hours Yeah, cuz then I have, to go, I have to get to bed early so I can go to the gym in the morning
2: <laughs> I, I have a, a
1: good- Google- now, now we get to your real priorities <laughs> Yeah, it is Fitness, you chump
0: I'm a chump? I'm a
2: chump. I'm a chump, everybody. I have a Google spreadsheet of all the media by column that I need to get. To, oh, like girl, I have that. With, oh my and my, you're a nerd. my favorite part is taking one off. Like, I did yes. it? Finished yes. it. But then I, I always add three more. <laughs> that's
1: that. the, that's the real problem. Yeah. Uh, I get it. There's there are so many games, and it sucks when you like when you know that you won't be able to have all of the great experiences. Right. Right. Especially every now and again, you'll get you get these runs of games that are all very similar yep. right now it's all metroidvanias yes but last year there was that period where it was it was horizon and it was zelda and it was right. near open world
2: rpgs yeah, yeah
1: and it was all these games that are taking a lot of mm-hmm. hours because that type of game right needs a real time commitment mm-hmm. and just having all of those oh and mass effect as well was sort of in that yep. time window and uh just knowing that all of those were there and you can't you just you don't have time to play all of them. No, and and all these got to get me- to the gym early or whatever. <sighs> and all these
2: NPCs are like, "Can you please save my baby?" And I'm like, "Nope, no side quests. Got to got to go. Gotta keep Good luck with it. the baby." Yeah, sorry. Get uh, somebody else. Uh, yeah, that's it's a it's a real problem being
0: a gamer nowadays. I really just feel like people should so feel hard. bad for us and that kind of
1: thing. Yeah, yeah, we have too much entertainment.
0: <laughs> no, it, it, it did spark up that that this whole topic did spark up an interesting brief conversation last night when I was streaming. Was that someone said that because they don't play cer- a certain games, they don't feel like they're a gamer. They feel like because they only play this game or, or like, a, a certain genre, they, mm-hmm. they're, like, not a real gamer. And I'm like, well, that's because I think there's a there's a, a archetype of what the gamer is, but in all honesty, there's so many games. You could just be someone who likes sandbox, you know, uh, or uh, sandbox games or open-world RPGs, and that's you're the gamer that does that.
1: Right. Like, there are some people who just, like, strategy games and yeah. that's they'll play all the time they don't give a shit about the call of duties of the world they don't right. care that doesn't right. mean Just that simulators. they're not playing video games but right. there is a real um like, like a gatekeeping thing that happens mm-hmm. where people define themselves as the typical gamer yeah and if you don't play the same games as they're playing, yeah. then you're not a real gamer.
0: It's probably commonly like the AAA
2: games or like first-person right. shooters and yeah. stuff like that. Or like, even, oh,
1: you haven't even played blah, 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 in the game that I play all the time. And, and you're well, kind of current on,
2: on everything. Like, you know what's coming out. Like, yeah, like mobile, I think, is like that. Like, my mom plays a shitload of games on her phone. Mm-hmm. She would never consider herself no. a gamer. But she, I mean, plays like at least an hour a day. To me, that's a fucking game.
0: I, I'm on my phone playing mobile games at least two hours a day because I play Marvel Puzzle Quest and I play Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go alone I probably put in a few hours each day. Oh,
2: hard stuff. Marvel
1: Puzzle Quest. You and Funhouse.
0: Marvel Puzzle Quest is so good.
1: I was uh, so at RTX. I went to the the ladies of Let's Play panel and uh, was with a bunch of the the Funhouse guys there and they're just on their phones still playing that game. What is that? I'm it's never... it's like it's don't a very. Don't go down this rabbit hole. You don't
0: have to go down it, but it's a very souped up, bejeweled, is what it is. It's, okay. It's bejeweled with combat mechanics oh, and characters games. and and card building. Okay. Um, so. You collect cards, these comic, these covers, comic yep. covers of characters, and as you collect more covers, you can build up their abilities and use them in these Bejeweled-like Ooh. battles. It's actually very fun, um, and very addictive, and then there's even, like, you have, like, group You can oh, be part bye. of, like, a, a of a almost, like, a, a clan, and I think it is called clans, in it. and the clans, then there are clan events that everyone contributes to fighting every few weeks, like, against, like, Galactus or Thanos or something like that, and if everybody does really well, then you get special bonuses. It's actually <laughs> really addictive and uh I, I there's there's a counter for every time you log in for how many days uh consecutive you've played oh um
2: they don't need to tell us
0: we're that. gonna say for me it's it's well over a few hundred um yeah. it's well over like four or five hundred
1: log in and show <laughs>
0: it? I, I think i've already logged in today so it's already <laughs> done it but james is probably at like a thousand days like James Willams is like a thousand days playing Marvel. I
1: yeah, hate. don't playing it at RTX. Don't tell us that
2: shit. When I was playing an MM Final Fantasy XI, you could there was a command you could type, and it would tell you how many hours total you'd spent in the game, and it got so depressing. What if
0: Wow did that every time you logged in?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> but at the same time, you've got a streak, and you don't want to break it. Too. Yeah, there's and also a, there's a once you build up a right. streak, it's incentivizing you to just make sure that you don't break it. And the more so, days you do it, the clearly more... Clearly it works.
0: Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm logging in right now to see if it... Uh, I have to I have to, I have to, to battle in a, in a thing for it to show me because it says, like, oh, no, you, you completed a, a thing today. You've now done... Like it. a it's
2: daily quest type yeah. thing. Yeah, Hearthstone's like that. Yeah, I'm just going to get there's my dailies. There's dailies
0: that you can do, and then there's the ongoing quest. We don't need to talk about Marvel Puzzle, puzzle Quests anymore because <laughs> it's a bad thing to talk about. But it's definitely <laughs> something I put a lot of time and a lot of money into. Because it's one of I those, get it. those mobile games that you can give yeah. money, and I do
2: <laughs> Me too. You're, this is a safe space here for that. Between Marvel Puzzle Quest and
1: Pokemon yeah, there's Go. there's a little judging going on. <laughs> a little
0: bit. Ashley's covering all the judging that judging. could be happening. Although we could totally judge you on your gaming choices as well.
1: Oh, of course you can. <laughs> if we're not judging each other, then why are we even here? That's Actually, what the
2: real gamer is. The Ashley real gamer judges a, other gamers. Ashley's a healthy gamer, though. She'll be like, oh, yeah. I was playing this on the treadmill. I or Pokemon uh, Go, I go for hikes and walks and everything Right. Like I just eat broccoli while I'm <laughs> playing
0: this.
1: Broccoli. That's good. That's healthy. Yes. Yeah, there so. you go. What else have you been playing?
0: Um, I, it, Overwatch is killing it. I'm sorry, but Overwatch is doing like so. The, Overwatch comes out with a new short yesterday. They came out with the Diva short, and I'm watching the short, and it's wonderful. And I and I'm a heartless robot has who has lost his soul, and I'm watching this five minute short.
1: Isn't half of your Twitter dedicated to uh, dogs?
0: Yes, I'm trying to find my soul in in all the dogs I meet. Um, but that they can make me weird. happy. But uh, I'm watching this short, and the short's like just a nice little short, and I'm like ready to cry just watching this. I didn't cry, but I could feel those emotions like there. Um,
1: But you felt something.
0: I felt something, (laughs) and it struck me that it's pretty amazing this game that is uh, three, four years old now, um, still puts in thousands upon thousands of dollars into these like feature film quality shorts of characters that have been around since then, just to put them out, just to get people excited about the games. The short had nothing to do with anything that was being released, other than that Diva did get a new map uh, that's on PTR right now, uh, Busan, that is beautiful. Um, and so, but it, they, like that's amazing that Blizzard does that. Uh, obviously, to make more money because it gets people excited about the game and talking about it. But it's really, it's really awesome. It's way more work than you should need to put into a game that's this years old.
2: Didn't yeah. it start with like zero lore too? I mean, I think that's something they built up after the, the in-game still has no actual
1: yeah. lore. There's no it's all, story. It's all the surrounding media, right. you know, they they put out. Uh, what was the? Oh god, what was the um, the robot short they put out that everyone was like, Bastion. I didn't. Here we go. There we go. everyone was like, I didn't come here to feel.
0: Yeah. It's like they made a shirt about Bastion that made you sad every time you killed Bastion after that because it like made it, it like They it was very Wally-esque and that it uh, anthropomorphized a very uh, Non facial oriented robot that just makes beeps and, and whirs and they turn him into this like PTSD like oh no uh, like uh, Last Bastion that was lost in the woods and gets awakened by this little bird and makes a friend, but then deals with PTSD <laughs> It's really good, but also fucked up <laughs> so um, oh, my god, but it's but again, they're just like, they're very, like, that's the best way to put it, is they're very Pixar-esque in that they make these beautiful shorts. And then they go, hey, do you want to play the game? Because then it gets you even more invested in this game that has no lore in it. But now D.Va has a backstory and, and right. they, they keep reusing all the voice actors. And so D.Va get the voice actor in the game, actress, gets to come and do the, the short. And so then they <laughs> pair that with, like, coming out with a new map that I played last night, Busan. And it's beautiful. And, yeah, uh, Overwatch is killing it
1: yeah they um it's funny too, when you see the sort of the difference in reception to how lore is communicated. you get a game like Overwatch, where there's no lore in the game. Right. it's really just focused on the the gameplay yeah and having the the story and the world built outside the game mm-hmm. is embraced by the audience yeah. and then you had uh, destiny with the first one, yeah. when that came out, and the lore was all like all the lore Conval and world Booted, wing was yeah. in like in like these cards and sometimes you have to like go to a website to read these details and everyone's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. But it's just, they are very similar, but the difference is in the specifics of how they approached the strategy and, and also, knocked it out. And obviously Overwatch is, they found the secret sauce.
0: I think the secret sauce really lies in Overwatch with the characters that they built it all around and the design of the characters and that they... They they made a very inclusive cast that was a yeah. mixture of of races and genders and 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 even like creatures like whatever um, it is you
1: want to be or see
0: you can see there. yourself in there and then also you you can uh, you can find a character that you like or that you enjoy or that you you think is awesome like if you think that the the cyborg ninja that is from a uh, that uh, was estranged from his family is cool you can go to that if you like the Korean gamer girl that drives a mech you can go to that if you like the goddamn super hamster? smart uh, you want you want a hamster the hamster so good. Hammond is so fun. He's so fun to play because he is way too mobile. He just moves around the map he's so much. He's a hamster in
2: a ball. And then That's everyone's good.
0: Yeah. And then his voice acting is either the squeaks of a hamster, which is just adorable, sure. or his robot that talks for him, that says terrible things to you, like like he's going to kill you. Um, <laughs> and so, the, like the, their their character design is where it's at. I don't think Destiny made character design. That people really cared to know about the lore. No,
2: it's all well, gamer like tough guys yeah. and,
0: and. Destiny Two, they did better. Yeah, Destiny Two, they did better. Yeah.
2: What's Although, the, what's, what's the one, one they just the killed in the difference... expansion? Kane,
0: Cade? Cade, Cade, Cade Six. Cade six yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: people got crazy about that. That Was cool. I yeah. just saw that video. It was cool and very like heartbreaking. It's also voiced by Nathan Fillion, so you love him already. They should just make movies. Like the the if, I don't know if you've seen Cade get mm-hmm. killed, but like it's amazing the action yeah. sequence. It was at E3. Yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah, uh, but. Part of it, too, is that Destiny, you have your own hero, so yeah. they, they can't really tell a super deep story about your specific hero. It yeah. would have to be the characters around you. Whereas Overwatch, you are stepping into a a character that has a, a personality and everything built out already. Yeah. So that's part of the difference, too, is that it does make it easier for them to tell really deep stories when they don't have to leave an opening for the player to insert themselves yeah. in their whatever they want out of their hero.
2: Yeah. feels like the fans made it happen with Overwatch too. Like, we want more. And yeah, like, it was a very... Totally, was yeah, very like, much we want back
0: Yeah, that anime fans approach yes. their stuff, um, which Overwatch is very anime-esque in certain ways, yep. um, and even the design. Um, and so it was like, it's kind of like how people talk about Voltron, was how people talk about, right. and I know that's not like, true anime, whatever, don't at me. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but you know like the way that people talk about that and get crazy about that That's the way same way people get about overwatch characters right they get Uh, invested in them And I think it's 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 that that character design is so important Mm -hmm. if you can make a really awesome character design people go crazy about it
1: Nice, I've been playing Okami HD on switch again, which I have already talked about so I don't need to belabor too much Just real enjoying it saving the world except it's It's I'm a little bit annoyed not with the game, but with myself because I was It was only a few months ago that I was playing it on PS4 and now it's out on Switch and so I'm playing it again, but it's also got that feel of, well, I'm just sort of doing this again because I mean, I, I, for whatever reason I can't not, but when I'm playing, it, I'm also like, I know exactly what to do already right now. I don't have this surprise (laughs) of having like not played it for years and been been able to forget a lot of the detail. Right, yeah, it's right. ch- still fresh enough that it feels like I'm just sort of retreading the ground. But that's also not the game's fault.
2: Why do you feel compelled to play it again I, so Because it's pretty
1: and I like <laughs> it. I'm going to save the world. Uh, and also because it's just easy to, you know, you you pull out play it up for a little yes. bit and then and then go on that yeah. and uh, um, getting a little bit more into Graveyard Keeper. In fact, I just uh, I just Ooh, turned to Gavin good. onto Graveyard Keeper. Is it fun? Yeah, so it's um, it's basically if you were into the Stardew Valley type games of and the world, was. this yeah. will sort of, but you feel like you're done with Stardew Valley, like yep. you've played what it had to right. offer. And what
0: did, uh, Ray's been playing it on his streams, and he's, he has it titled, doesn't have it titled as Graveyard Keeper, he just calls it like Spooky Stardew or something like that. Yeah, that was um, basically
1: the, ever. if you're trying to recommend it to friends, you're like, yeah, it's Stardew, but, but scary. scarier. <laughs> like, you know, a little bit like spooky. <laughs> Not like scary, scary, yeah. but you know. You know, there's a graveyard involved. That, yeah. You know, you manage, it's but it's also.
0: But that aesthetic is very. Oh, very okay. Stardew. But there's still, yeah. He's literally putting up crop Yeah.
1: You know, not that that's unique to Stardew or no, that Stardew Harvest did it Moon's first. Harvest done it. You know, and... far from it. But that's the sort of uh, the game in recent memory. That, I might play that this thing. on. I re- I recommend this looks it. fun. We should all. In fact, we should all play it together. Oh, I like it.
0: I love I love these kinds of like because this is very it's it's sandbox esque with. Uh, uh, the whole planting agricultural concept. Yeah. I, like, talking about Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. I love those
1: games. There's, um, there just is relax. one difference in the progression for a game, um, like this, though, is in Stardew Valley, if you decided you didn't want to talk to the villagers, you could go through, like, you could just go yeah. through, and you could just decide not to. Right. But a lot more of the systems in this game are tied together, so it does, uh, it does encourage you to go and sort of explore everything. Yeah. A little bit more heavily than Stardew did. But again, that's like a tweak if you're into this kind of game in general. It's a lot of fun. It just means that at first, it seems a little little bit more overwhelming.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, than Stardew, yeah. Yeah, you're
1: not necessarily hyper focused in on one thing. Like when you first start Stardew valley you come out you're like oh god I got to clear your, your area yeah you spend the first couple of days just clearing your area yeah. and then going to sleep and then it gradually you
2: sleep a lot at the beginning you only have energy so for like 30 seconds it'd be like if i was farming <laughs> right now
1: <laughs> right Brian's uh,
2: picked up a rock brian must rest god yeah. damn. <laughs> fuck you grandpa why did you do this to me
1: and then you know and then it sort of zooms out and it's like all right well which of all these things do you want to focus right on up. and for a while probably to the ex- to the uh Exclusion of all the other things whereas this will be like all right. Well now you can do all these things together Okay, so it's just uh, the the way that it Encourages you to progress is is a little bit more even across the board
2: as opposed to yes yeah, Stardew was just kind of you can do whatever you want, right? And you never have to do anything else if you don't want like we don't give a shit like right. it's here But you don't.
1: which on the plus side means there's always these yeah. different things you need to get done There's a right. lot of variety. There's always these possibilities on the other hand again If you didn't want to talk to the villagers you didn't have to not and at it's all like
2: yeah why don't you come why don't you come talk? It's like your mom taking you to a new school. Like why don't you introduce yourself? Go go,
1: go make some little friends. <laughs> go make some but, friends. But uh yeah, maybe we should talk about it more in depth next week. Ooh, play I think play I think we've basically got uh yeah, we've basically got one more week until everything goes so Spider-Man. Mental, until Spider Man Spider Man. And so we'll uh, yeah, maybe we can do graveyard keeper next week. Woo! I'm down. Uh and then oh, move wait, on I that... caught a
0: Regirock in in Pokemon Go. So I have all the Reggies, and then I've started selling. Is the
1: Regis site that we talked about last week?
0: I did. I Reg uh I had caught Registeel last week. Registeel. Time, and Regirock was the next one, and so there's three Reggies, Reggie Ice and Re- Regice, Registeel and Reggie Rock.
1: Um, um is there a Regifisame? No,
0: <laughs> there should be. Um uh, it's <laughs> the...
2: got a sweaty chin.
0: God <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh but the Celebi <laughs> event started, and I started doing that, and it's already, like, frustrating because it's got, like, the next three steps all involve very long walking needs. So you have to go do, like, and it's fucking hot outside. And all of my, I, I do, like, yes, I go to the gym. I don't go around the gym. I'm, like, in one spot, so the whole thing doesn't track, like, anything of what I do.
1: Just go for a run around the park at lunch. Tape it to your wrist you can, or uh, something. Huh?
0: I know, and just be doing, there. like, this.
1: Uh, if, I just want to. I want to
0: know if I could like if I could attach my phone to a pendulum and just have the pendulum going. If that would like track.
1: I remember when Pokemon Go first came out. It was a thing. People were tying their phones to ceiling fans. D- John, ju- go for a run. <laughs> only cheating um, yourself. I'm or, going to.
0: This weekend is going to be. Hiking John because I need to hatch a bunch of eggs and then I have to walk an Eevee and they evolve that Eevee and I gotta walk another Eevee and, and evolve that Eevee. So I gotta do it.
1: I love how I'm I'm really into sorry this, you we are. brought all this back up. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much the Glitch Please audience hates it when I'm on here talking about these games.
1: Uh poll.
0: <laughs> no, don't don't I mean, tell me. Real. I don't read comments, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh,
1: but you could is I've also a, deleted
0: Twitter off my phone. <laughs> oh dear. Smart. There
1: is a there's an iPhone app. That you can use so if you like go for a walk or run or something you can take that instead of your phone specifically and it'll track Your your walking.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not that I don't have an app that could track stuff. It's that the Pokemon go uh, Game itself needs you to move GPS.
1: No, I'm saying there is a Pokemon go app for that for sounds like spoofing I, Look, I don't know it's from the Pokemon go people. Yeah, it like that's Again,
0: the game. It will um uh Donnie has that it's it will track like that you've done steps on a treadmill, but it still doesn't count towards eggs. It's annoying.
1: I think I, I tried it on a treadmill once and I got upset because it was Counting maybe a quarter of the distance and I was like, no, I know what I did. App. And so that I haven't used it since. Like, Talk
2: go. to my treadmill. It'll oh, tell yeah. you. Talk yeah. to How Just mushing the two items together. <laughs> tell How it, dare tell you do it
1: Yeah, so I, I don't know. It might be where like it needs maybe you have to have your phone, but it's fine if it's in a pocket or whatever and you just have yeah. your watch out.
0: I complain, but I don't mind. i I want to go out on Saturday and I'll probably hike like like good 15 miles and then get it all done.
2: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> all right, let's move on. We're going to talk about Glocka right? No, shut up. <laughs> <Coca-Cola> too. <laughs> Man, I am so excited about this. And I want to say a quick shout out to our sponsor, Nitsa, for bringing us this episode of Glitch, please. Uh, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive... Stoned don't do that. No that's not cool. Don't do that. You think look a lot of people I feel like get a little too blase about that kind of thing. They're like, what's the worst that can happen? You're gonna drive slow uh, If you think that's not a big deal That's not the case and it's wants you to know that uh, the truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you talk about a buzzkill. Don't don't be the buzzkill Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high if you've been using marijuana in any form Do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. That also counts for everything. Labor Day is coming up. It is the last, like, quote-unquote party weekend before summer ends. So please be responsible in your decisions. Don't even think about driving impaired. Remember, if you feel different, you drive different. If you drive high, you will also get a DUI. I like that we're in a place as well where we're... Where uh, just the the like marijuana usage laws are changing so much across the country, and we're getting a lot of legalization where? uh, We've reached a point where now widespread education about it is Happening I think that's actually pretty cool. I think that's very good got to learn your limits Yeah, big it's you know It's a it's a step forward and it's really interesting to see this kind of thing so shout out to NHTSA for being all about that education
2: It's not it's not okay to drive high Get you a car. There's tons of car services now. Oh yeah. You can like there's so many options.
1: Get, yeah, get someone to drive you. It's, it's a easy.
2: lot cheaper than a fucking DUI, too. Yeah. Those and are
1: And bad will ruin news. your life. Yeah. You
2: also
0: destroy less things when you do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Speaking of destroying stuff, it's a clock melee too.
0: Quick question. Yeah. How old were you guys when you realized not that it's pronounced <laughs> you got a DUI? <laughs> How old were you guys when you realized it was pronounced melee and not melee? Because I thought it was melee for forever, and then it was like Super Smash Brothers melee when someone said it to me. Like me and my brother, melee, 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 and then someone said it. I was like, "What do you mean it's melee?"
1: Uh, I honestly couldn't say. I think I, it's not like I heard that word a lot out loud until Smash Brothers. Melee. Yeah. So that was that me, was and
0: also uh, amalgam. I thought it was amalgam.
1: <laughs> amalgam.
0: There was <laughs> there was a, there was a, uh, a Marvel vs. DC uh, joint thing that was uh, 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 the. Uh, Amalgam Universe, and I just called it Amalgam.
1: <laughs> I had uh, there. I'm trying to think different different uh, words that are that are written. Like I read them, and I'd only ever oh, yeah. read them and never heard them like biopic, biopic.
0: biopic. Yeah. I said yeah, biopic.
1: Yeah, and uh, one of them uh, when I was in like junior high school and lingerie. Yeah, lingerie was big one. <laughs> but then there was also uh, oh god. um it was actually just recently, and it was I either had it come up in Pillars of Eternity 2 or Divinity: Original Sin 2, and it's a it's a geography thing. Okay. And I, oh, like you know, I, at, you know, in my 30s, I'm learning that I've been mispronouncing these words, like these geography words. All my life.
0: Last one before we jump into the actual game we're supposed to talk yep. about. I blew Max's mind on Murder Room the other day when he found out that BBs and ball bearings are the same thing. <laughs> That's what the really? BB stands for. He did not know that. Also, Mike didn't know that either. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I didn't know it was a
2: short I didn't know that.
1: Huh. Hmm. Fucking a. See, I. just you're teaching everyone. Just
0: spreading the gospel of BBs. Hang on. Let's talk about Guacamole too.
1: I think we should do that.
0: What's what's guacamele too?
1: So this sequel. is a, it's a sequel to uh, Guacamelee. We when Guacamelee came out, I loved it. I played it on a couple of different platforms. I think it's one of the few games that I've ended up going through the hundred percent on. And brag about it. Yeah, that's right. I will because some of those challenges were fiendishly difficult. Yeah, and that's why I don't hundred percent. And when you, you well, but when you're sitting there and you're torturing yourself, but you know this is the like the last thing that you need to do. Then you're also like, well, I'm not going to leave this undone. I just need to suck way less. And then eventually you beat your head against the wall long enough that, I don't know, something works out.
0: I need to suck way less has been the battle cry of my life for my entire existence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh,
0: We're still working on
2: it. <laughs> the,
1: the first one was... And I don't actually, it's weird. In my brain, I don't think of it as a Metroidvania-type game, but it absolutely is. This is, like, the third or fourth week in a row where the only, like, big release has been a Metroidvania, or, you know, at least ones that have been uh, on all of our radar, aside from graveyard keeper. And this is just, like, I feel like for some of them, if they had maybe delayed out into, like, late holiday (coughs) or something, they would have been placed better. But it's kind of a niche feel like it's a niche genre yes. and a, right in this particular month period a very crowded field and so guacamelee 2 is the latest yeah i give it a little bit of a pass because it is a sequel guacamelee came out years ago
2: it's an og yes it's it, it also i think the art style might throw some people but i feel like this is more of a metroidvania than other games like dead cells or others who have gotten that tag because you backtrack in this game uh there and are, as
1: adam pointed out with dead cells you don't exactly backtrack you have to die right in order to then use your new abilities in a previous area
2: yeah this one though you get new powers you go back that opens up new areas that to me is a metroidvania plus it has it this is very much a tribute to those games like one of the statues looks just like the metroid statue that's holding the ball that gives you a new ability that's straight out of metroid so they're they're paying homage to to those definitely but this is A Fucking great game.
1: It's a lot of fun. It's so much fun So you start out and you uh, you play Juan Mm -hmm. who you were the hero in the first game as well in the first game Basically you started out and uh, the evil Calaca killed you and So you you started the game dying Uh, You end up in the world of the dead you meet up with uh, Tostada the guardian of the mask who gives you your luchador mask And then you become the hero and then from then on you uh, you gradually Build new abilities you get the ability to swap between dimensions at will so you can switch between the world of the living and world of the dead and That becomes really important because as you're navigating through a level you might see something that uh, There's there's differences in geography like this platform only exists in the land of the dead So (laughs) while you're mid jump you have to swap over to the other world before you land and then that becomes it, it sounds it sounds difficult and is more <laughs> difficult.
0: No, it's, it sounds like a, 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 a familiar mechanic. I'm trying to remember the game that, that Super Mario World. Yeah, I was gonna Super say Mario where World, where you World can did. see a platform. That I was trying to think use. of a more recent game than Super Mario <laughs> World, but thank you, Brian. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, but yeah, I, I like I like games like that with that kind of mechanic.
2: There's yeah. also like four player co-op in this So it kind oh, really? of seems like one of those like almost like a 2d Mario where it's like a bunch of people can play all at once So that, you play the main campaign as a co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can but yeah, that disguises through, the metroidvania a little bit too, It
1: does. Yeah, like you can go through you have to go through the beginning uh, and basically once you get your luchador mask it then it unlocks the co-op, co-op. and people can just drop in that's so right now it's PC, PS4. I would expect it's at some point going to come to Xbox and Switch. Oh yeah. uh, I would have loved to see it on Switch from the get-go. That yes. would have been my platform of choice. Yeah. But as is, right now I'm playing PS4.
2: Yeah. This is the first game that's made me realize I only have two PlayStation controllers. Because uh, we started playing co-op and people started walking in like, Can I play? Can I play? It's like, no, we just have two controllers. Fine. But, like I wanted more It's shown, I wanted to do it's shown more the
0: the light on your inadequacies of controllers.
2: kind of yeah, but, like switch, you know, the joy cons, you can split them up. Everybody can get one. so it this would be great for the switch. And it's just beautiful. Like all these images, like I said in the playthrough, they just look like desktop backgrounds. They're so pretty.
1: Yeah, I love the art style. it's yep. it's really uh, it's got a little bit of that sort of two d cutout thing going on. but Papercraft. also, yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's yeah. a really charming, really cute. Also, the really beautiful, there's a lot of detail in all of the backdrops and everything as you go through the world, and each of the different dimensions has its own color coding. Mm-hmm. This game also goes beyond the first one in that in addition to having the uh, l- l- world of the living world of the dead dimensions, it has different timelines. So, you, the beginning of the game, you basically get called from your timeline where you... Uh, were basically the the one who lived and survived, and you, you saved you saved the girl, you you beat the guy, and you lived. And so you get called from your timeline where that happened into the darkest timeline where some where Kalaka killed you, but someone else killed Kalaka. So you just stayed dead. Mm. You were dead. The girl dead. Everyone's dead. It's the darkest timeline. That's what they call it.
0: And so that's what this one is is visiting that.
1: Yeah. So then you're going between. Uh, like, you occasionally visit, like, duck into other timelines. Okay. And then there's also... So it gets a little bit more complicated to explain. You're like, all right, so there's <laughs> timelines and dimensions. So,
0: but is there, is there a level of familiarity with the first one you would need to play this? Or is or you no, can jump into this one? you can
1: jump into this one. The very beginning, the opening, is actually a, like, a dramatic... Recap. Reenactment, gotcha. kind of, uh, or, or yeah, dramatization of the first one, where you go through the final boss fight and you, you know, you save the girl, and yeah. that sort of helps you catch you up yeah, exactly. And then um,
0: and these, are what's the price point on this game? 20? 20 bucks. It's, it's, it's I think sh- it's on
2: sale right yeah. now, but yeah, it's normally twenty, I think. Yeah, there's
1: a PlayStation Plus discount, uh, like two dollar discount that yeah. For ended up getting it for eighteen, which is dope. Dope. Nope. And uh, yeah, the so the you start off with really basic abilities. And you can punch stuff, and then you very quickly get your first new ability, which is the rooster uppercut. uppercut. Yes. And there, a lot of the abilities end up getting used both in combat, but then for traversal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, I couldn't get to this platform before. Now if I jump and then I uppercut, then I can. And awesome. then eventually you are you get, uh, like you, so you can break blocks above you. Eventually you can break bro- blocks below you. There's these very, they're all color-coded, so you know exactly what ability you need, like, once you unlock it, you're like, aha, yeah. and then you know every block.
0: What's the level of punishment in the game? Is it, like, Hollow Knight levels, or is it, like, Shovel Knight?
1: No, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty a, humane.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's it's surprisingly difficult, I think, because you see the colorful art style, and you think, like, oh, this is just, like, a fun it's cartoon It's so sweet. Game. Yeah. But it, it'll hand you your ass gotcha. if you're not... If you're not serious. Yeah, it,
1: it requires you a lot of precision, yeah. but it doesn't punish you a bunch for dying.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: It, it expects that you will, you'll probably die a fair amount. You fall in a, like a vat of acid or whatever, and it will kill you instantly, but then it'll just spawn you back onto the, Same well, room. yeah. So some of them will, some of things will kill you and like set you back a little bit further. Some things it's like, well, you fell off your platform, whatever, and it'll put you back on the it's last safe ground you were on. Right. Yeah.
2: It's also very funny. There's a lot of, like, uh, people are sort of constantly referencing the last game or NPCs are like, boy, I've been sitting here knitting for a long time and nothing's happened. You like, know, it's and not getting of,
1: longer. That's weird. Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, shout-outs to other, like, uh, River City Ransom, some old, Limbo. like, 80s beat-em-ups. Limbo, a huge shout-out. So it does that indie thing where it just, like, they go crazy they with the references because no yeah. one's telling them no. Yeah. Because so, it's one person or, you, you know, what? a small team.
1: Not everyone is a big fan of those sort of self-aware Meta references. Oh. If you don't like those, you may find some of this game annoying because there is a fair amount of that. They like it. Basically, like you're after a dude who's trying to steal the holy guacamole.
0: As in literally a holy. The yes. holy guacamole, yes. Bowl of Not guacamole. Not the figurative holy yeah.
2: guacamole.
1: Actually, okay. it's the, the sacred guacamole, the but whatever. It's guacamole. the holy guacamole.
2: I like it. It's relatable. That's a relatable goal. <laughs> is, is they're about <laughs> I'm, getting I'm, dipped for your I'm, fucking chips. i with the
1: villain on this one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Stealing a bowl of, of mystical guacamole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I guess, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I, need,
0: I need to go buy some avocados right now.
1: I mm, know. Just, yeah. Just, let's go for guacamole it's, after this. I you want to go for tacos and guacamole, yes. we can go to Torchy's. No, we
2: can't.
1: <laughs> Why? Because the gym? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's got a bar next
2: to it. I know. I hate when gyms try to be cool. We can go have one Michelob Ultra after this. The
1: way, a, it's the way
0: I get my friends to come. Is I'm like, you guys oh, can yeah. get like a beer or cider after this.
1: There's a running <laughs> store downtown that has a bar in it. So you can go buy all your running gear and also Mm. grab a drink.
0: I
2: understand that. I understand. It's
1: very Austin. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, overall. So you you started playing this game last night. uh, With your seven year old. Uh
2: huh. And and we started uh, getting into the multiplayer. He loved it. Um, His favorite part by far was getting the rooster uppercut. We also learned that you can get that gold. Chest you at the beginning by upper. I don't know how it happened Ooh, But we did maybe it's it just like really oh, look at this specific. limbo. Yeah. Yes
1: yeah, so There's a little limbo world because <laughs> it's like you made it halfway to the darkest timeline at That's that point fun. You're in a, some sort of purgatory
2: Yeah He was immediately because you have to go through the intro before you can do co-op and he was immediately like when can I play? When can I play when can I play and then we finally unlocked that? Uh, we became sort of co-wands. I was blue one. He was red one and just you know, started steamrolling our way through. It was it was tons of fun. It, it's totally like a game where you could play uh, with friends because of the four-player co-op. You can't hurt each other, so that's nice. And um, you can
1: also be different characters. Um, in, yes. the, uh, in the co-op, you can, well, even in the, the main game, you can change sort of your, you change your mask, you can change which character yeah. you play, so you can play as Juan, uh, you can play as Tostada, and then there's a series of other ones as well. There are You're some doted. characters from the first game, like mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, characters that in the first game were bosses that you fought against, well, you never fought against them in the darkest timeline because you died, and Mm. then someone else killed their boss. Mm. So they're just sort of around, and, uh, you can, some of them are playable, which is really cool.
2: Yeah, there's, yeah there's, like and there's not a lot of punishment for dying, like you said, no. which I like. It doesn't, like, make you start all the way back, and you can just, uh, uh, you can resurrect each other, too. You turn into a little ball if you die, and you can control where you float, and then your partner can resurrect you. So, it's, it's pretty forgiving. So, it doesn't, it, I think it, it. Prioritizes the action and, and keeping it going, and it is like, and it, there's not just meta humor. There's just some of it's just funny. Like it's set seven years after the first game. He's gotten uh, a little bit out of shape. You can see his workout room, and there's spider webs everywhere. Yeah, He's yeah, just yeah. watching TV with all his like wrestling posters yeah. behind him. It's it's like I can like, totally relate to
1: Incredibles this. two opening. Yes, you know where you're like oh, you know the heroes, you know not living the hero life these days. Right, just like. Little bit, but with, with a gut, yeah, I like it. Although the uh, I want a luchador mask because it instantly turns you into shape
2: I, I'm gonna cosplay for Halloween this year as him <laughs> as, dad,
0: you know. as the, the pre luchador yeah, I don't have him. to work out or anything Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've been noticing as well about this game that I quite I think is a good thing Is there are a lot of these sort of optional pocket areas that you can go off into yeah, and that's where the most difficult challenges tend to be because there's some kind of reward at the end. There's a, a bit of a heart to upgrade your health or a bit of a mask to upgrade your stamina and the number of special abilities you can do in a row or uh, get you a new chicken ability, whatever. But they tend to be like sort of off in those areas. The rewards are worth it if you wanna go for them, but if not, they you, know, you, you weren't required it's to do it's that. It's kind of a Mario thing almost. Yeah, you're it's like, a little easier along so. the main yeah. path.
2: It's, and the focus is on the gameplay, there is a story, it's not serious, the, the fun part I think is just the gameplay, and, and traversing and getting all the items, and if you're a collector, and I think we both are, like you're gonna wanna get like every, you know, 100% it, so.
1: Yeah, I haven't decided yet if I'm, if I'm gonna go yeah. for the 100% on this one, I'm trying not to, not to get into it too road. early, because yeah. it, does, uh, it does require you to play the game on hard. Oh, in fuck. order to 100% it so you know it might be that like if I go through like right now I'm playing on just normal Yeah, and so I may if I decide to go for it. I would just do Everything but just beat the game on hard. Yeah, and then new game plus it Yeah, yeah. or I don't know i actually don't know if it's got a new game plus yet Or you know whatever, like go the second time just not really caring about anything else except surviving. We'll yeah. see
2: I'm definitely, this is one of those I know immediately I'm going to try to beat and play all the way through. Like, Dead Cells, you said this, like, oh, I know I'm not going to beat this. I'm not like, going to win this. It's Adam fun, beat it. but it's too fucking I'm not gonna hard beat for it. me. Yeah. No. And there's nothing wrong with that, but this one, like, I, I definitely want to push and go all the way through. Also, because I'm sure they're going to make little fun jokes at the end about yeah. you being, and it's like, I want that.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to get to the jokes. I think Yeah. the jokes.
2: All right. I'll probably check this out. I like it.
1: All right, so... That's our guacamole discussion. I feel better for having been able to talk about it some more. But it's also been a lot of new happenings in the games industry, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff surrounding Gamescom. So why don't we talk about the news a little bit? Okay. One of the big things that's been going around recently is that uh, there have been reports that Battlefield 5 is not pre-ordering well. And it's not necessarily uh, an industry-wide trend of pre-orders falling because there it's been compared to things like like Call of Duty with some estimates saying that it's Behind Call of Duty pre-orders by as much as 85% Oof. Typically Battlefield hasn't sold Call of Duty numbers it's not quite on that level. Usually in the past there was I mean the year there was Call of Duty uh, Infinite Warfare uh, versus Battlefield 1 that that changed, and it definitely made uh, Battlefield a much more stronger, competitive franchise, numbers-wise, to to call it something like Call of Duty. So, when they say, like, it's behind by that far, it is a concern, for sure. And, uh, you know, initially there was some stuff going on, like, oh, well, this firm uses Amazon, which doesn't have all these uh, physical Battlefield pre-orders even available, so that can't be right. Turns out that now the firm uses GameStop pre-orders, so it's sort of bringing a lot of that back into credibility. Uh, But apparently, EA's got a plan if it fails, a very Fortnite-style plan. What?
2: So <laughs> they're going the the battle royale mode is not going to release at the same time as the game which I think is October 11th something like that. What they're thinking is okay, if the game bombs, we will release the battle royale mode possibly as a free standalone AKA That sounds a lot Fortnite. like Fortnite. Yes. And then lure some people in that way to maybe give it a try and hope S- that it becomes the hot new thing.
0: So their their plan Is to punish those who have already pre-ordered it (laughs) by not delivering what they said they were going to deliver when it comes out and instead hold back something in order to entice people who have abstained from pre-ordering.
1: It's a winning strategy,
0: John. So they're trying to to make the people who still pre-order their stuff upset
2: in hopes of making those
0: who don't pre-order their stuff happier.
2: And they have another plan after that. They're also working on a surprise DLC, some sort of DLC for longtime Battlefield fans that they also might release as free DLC. Down the road, again, to maybe, but that might be aimed at people who've bought the game to give them more value or to try to, you know, entice them to, to come back and give it a try.
1: But then also, you can see that pulling in people who, until that point, were like, ah, eh, no, but now, right. yeah, now right. they have something to be like, yes, this. This tips the scale of right. it.
2: This, it maybe at that point there'll be a price cut and the games, you know, a little bit cheaper, maybe in the forty dollar range, and then it's like, oh, but there's, you know, it's got this new mode. Maybe you hear your friends talk about it, something like that. I think people do that with stuff like Destiny too, or they might get it. There's not that much there, or or, or some other people might just hold off until like an expansion comes.
1: And that's kind of thing that has been happening with stuff like Sea of Thieves as yep. well. A lot of people. Yes. Got it. Hopped in. Played it. A lot of them probably on Game Pass, whatever. But hopped in, played it, went ah. Eh. And then those who bought it are just sort of like waiting around for new stuff. Right. And uh, they've they've been dropping some more content, and they've got their uh, their new their new update as well. So they're like adding all these different things, so if people can drop back in and go ah, oh, new things to do, and then basically play, and then probably. Duck out again until there's another thing you know those sorts of waves happen with any game that yes. relies really heavily on multiplayer and online and on post-launch releases they look at
2: For Honor it's free right now on Steam it's up to its player base is shot up it's yeah, like now record back numbers of active players yeah I think from the developers perspective they just want to build up a mass group of players and it seems like I don't know if they even really care if they've bought the game at some point I mean I'm sure they want to sell them at the beginning but three or four months out, they just want people to try their game.
1: Yeah, well, and that seems very much like what Microsoft is doing yes. with by releasing their first party stuff day one on Game Pass they're like, we just want you we want you in, we want you playing, yes. we want you active, right. sort of in the community, and a, in the ecosystem. Shot, and then if you, like if you wanna stick with it, mm-hmm. that's really great. Yes. But they they just will it's hard for a lot of people to argue with free. Right. It's like it's like, well that the six dollar price point I, I wasn't sold on it, but free. It's not like I'll I'm going to lose anything hours. by, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll just have a, a couple hours investment at most if I get it and then decide, I'm uh, not really feeling it. I didn't lose any money on it.
2: I, I do think you you make a good point, though. They should do something for the people who bought the game. <laughs> right out of the gate. Give them something. I don't know.
0: There's, 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 you know, certain franchises, I think, are uh, uh, contributing to the negative... Persona that pre-orders has right now by doing stuff like that or like EA in general has, you know fucked over people who do pre-orders and that kind of thing and either sometimes that's just releasing a bad game that mm-hmm. they Was supposed to be the good game or not releasing what they said they're gonna release and so I'm all for like don't pre-order everything you ever want to play like pre-ordered You know I don't mind pre-ordering some stuff. I pre-ordered spider-man, you know that kind of thing some uh,
2: developers I, I trust more than others. Yeah, like, I, uh, I
0: also played Spider-Man at E3, and so that cemented me definitely, yeah. you know, investing this much money into the game. Um, but, I, I mean, their idea is to just to hold back. I Granted, they're going to release their full game that's the actual main game, but like holding back on a mode that they are saying they
2: have already finished. Yeah.
1: Well, they've. I don't know
2: if they finished. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if. Like, if there's a reason. I wouldn't that. say
1: finished necessarily, but it's definitely been part of their overall like communications.
0: It's never been something that's like it'll come later. Yeah.
1: That yeah, that was not necessarily part of the announcement. That's there. good
0: business. It's good
1: business. You know, but it's also there could be a lot of causes for it. For uh, sure. If I was even considering Battlefield after how Battlefront Two was handled, I can see, waiting until the game actually launches and people can tell you what is in it and what is not in it, specifically just because there was so much pay to win and they've been with Battlefield 2, Battlefield 5, sorry. They've been being like, oh, no loot boxes. But then there's something that's kind of loot box. Yeah. So
0: didn't Battlefront 2 have the situation where the game released People were meh about it, but then a DLC came out that got everybody excited about it. Um, it was like a battle, uh, a new battle that came out on Battlefront 2. I could be wrong, oh. but I feel like that might be you, you, touching on what you just said, which is people will wait until the first like DLC comes out, and then they can go, okay, I'll now I'll get it.
1: Like, now it seems worth it. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and that's, m- maybe that's <clears throat> what people are doing, is they're like, I will wait for whatever, I'm not in a rush. Also, it's sandwiched between Call of Duty and Red Dead Redemption 2, Yeah. so if you're competing for people's wallets at that time, there are some other very compelling options for a lot of people.
0: I think there's fatigue. I mean, because people have only so much time, and people have played games so much that they are then going to be just choosier.
2: Well, in that audience, I think that one, that core Battlefield Five audience, yeah, they, I feel like they can just as easily transition to Black Ops Four, or right. maybe they're playing Fortnite, or I mean, there's just there's so many options. Or
0: even more so, the core Battlefield audience is the ones who are doing these pre-orders and will be the ones playing it. Yes. But video games don't rely upon just their core hardcore no. fans; mm. they have to get a broad audience to get those big numbers. So if you've got your core fans, they're like, "Yeah, Battlefield, got it," but then you got all the other people going like, "Oh, I." I'd rather wait for. I'm just gonna play Call of Duty, or I'm gonna wait for Red Dead, or even I'm gonna play another game altogether. Then you're losing like that uh, fervor that you need from other people who are just your casuals, because you need casuals. Yeah. I'm a casual. Oh, yeah. I need my money. You know, but a filthy y- casual. I'm a filthy casual. Shout out to filthy casual. Apparently, oh, it's,
1: well, you're wearing filthy casual. I like their stuff. It's I'm good. just I saying, a like, I'm just, I'm just trying to acknowledge your shirt. There, they make good shit. I don't want a pizza. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what ends up actually happening with Battlefield Five. It may be that I don't know, just for whatever reason, this year everyone is just going to buy it digital on day one because yeah, hey, you don't need to pre-order stuff, or they're just going to wait because they're like, you know what? I don't think I need to be. When,
2: there are some pre-order. There are some bad. This game does have some Battlefront two ish vibes to it, though. Like it could not for the same reason, but just that it's it. It, it feels like there's always one game that's going to flop, and it feels like there's a chance that this might be the one. Because Red Dead 2 is not going to flop. There's just no way. Sales wise, no. And and but this one feels like mm, yeah, like
1: it might like be the odd person. if you have to give one up exactly, then exactly. this might be the one this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like EA. Is aware of that possibility and and hedge in their bets yeah. to try to prepare for it,
2: or they'll just wait it out. And EA, then, yeah, EA point.
0: also doesn't always make the best moves as far as like uh, uh, dealing with their fan, like their 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 consumers in good ways. You and mean so kind
1: th- of like them telling people who were unhappy about the initial Battlefield Five marketing to not buy it?
0: Yeah, uh, they they make some some we'll call them unique choices. And this feels very much in character, with some of their unique choices. <clears throat> yeah, they. It's not surprising to hear them doing this.
2: Yeah, don't. You shouldn't go to war with your own fans. No. That, you do that need, feels you like do a need a weird, those casuals, but you. But you, you do need, need your, your regulars. Base. You need your yeah. regulars, and they have a bad reputation. I still feel ripped off from Battlefront One. Yeah. When I bought it, and I was like, this isn't a real game. Yeah. I, I played sixty bucks for a multiplayer mode. Because of that, I didn't get Battlefront Two. In retrospect, that seems like a good call. And so it just, I in my mind, I have an image of an EA game, and it's always going to be like heavy on multiplayer. There's going to be a shitload of microtransactions. I'm not going to feel like I got my money's worth. And so, I I think they're suffering for that, but they have kind of earned this over the years. It is. It's
0: it's a it's a group mentality for EA games, even though it's different developers and different people that are working on these games, but because it has EA behind it. Feels like the bosses came in. Right, and And EA talks for them and says things like this about, like, how they respond to a pre-order issue, and then everyone goes,
2: ah, it's EA again. Yeah. It it becomes a, right, you remember that like, oh, up to their old tricks again. Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of industry and its tricks, uh, Nintendo legend Shigeru Miyamoto actually just He just issued kind of a a dire warning for the the games industry about being greedy. I love him. Um, You know, specifically, let me find some of the quotes here. Um, But really, he was talking about how there are a lot of companies that are doing the microtransactions and trying to, like, just monetize, 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 monetize the audiences. um, And trying to... Like, well, we did it successfully this time. How can we get more money out of them the next game? Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, he was saying uh, that... um One, he says, we're lucky to have such a giant market, so our thinking is if we can deliver games at reasonable prices to as many people as possible, we'll see big profits. Mm -hmm. And that's relatively uh, straightforward. And he says, you know, I can't say our fixed cost model has really been a success, but we're going to continue pushing it forward until it becomes entrenched. That way everyone can develop games in a comfortable environment by focusing on bringing games to the widest range of people possible. We can continue boosting our mobile game business. So that was specifically that, that quote right there is in reference to what they've done uh, from a mobile standpoint the only game they put out that had that fixed cost mobile wise was Super Mario Run yeah didn't do nearly the numbers of Pokemon Go or like Animal Crossing or Fire Mm. Emblem Heroes Mm. so you can see that they uh, they moved away from just hey $10 thing in order to get out of demo mode basically um, for their mobile stuff but that they are trying not to over monetize those audiences. It's like they need to find a way to make money about it, but they don't want to um, go crazy. Uh, you know, and then he also uh, had some things to say about uh, sub- the new subscription models that are kind of coming into play. Game Pass is mm-hmm. a good example of that. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of people have been, one, skeptical that that's they're like oh, I don't know about this it's or like I don't really want to get play. you know in, involved in this but he's saying that it's actually necessary for developers to learn to get along with subscription style services he says when, when seeking a partner for this it's important to find someone who understands the value of your software then customers will feel the value in your apps and software and develop a habit of paying money for them so I mean really what it comes down to is his philosophy seems to be make the kind of games that people want to financially support Mm -hmm. like they feel good about that as their entertainment and will and Will then be supportive and will will make a habit of going out and buying those things And I mean you can kind of see it like Nintendo's audience is Pretty loyal Mm -hmm. like the people that are into the Nintendo games. They've got a high level of trust Mm -hmm. because when Nintendo puts out a game you don't worry that it's going to come out and it's going to be incomplete, like they're dropping a bunch of stuff to sell you DLC later. Like, you fee- you, it comes out and you feel like, I got a game. You know, you get, like, the, the Ryans of the world who argue that they, each game they put out is too similar to whatever other games in the franchise, and so it feels like they're just sort of making the same game over and over and over. But, uh, I have to give Nintendo credit. They always try and do, like, some new mechanics, some new element to... Each game in the the franchise is like oh, look. I liked Mario Kart double dash I know not everyone did but I thought it was really great when asked about doing a game like that again They, they were definitely like, well, try weird we already stuff. did that so you know, I don't think we The we
0: in general was weird stuff
1: Yeah, the switch yeah, that was the yeah. name of the game. Yeah, I was just like what can we do? that's bizarre and switch too. they're like they're like look Labo is maybe a niche thing, but hey We've got this we're new crazy ass build and yes. they're you know, they're going with it, so
2: I I think, too, he just has a, and I think Nintendo has just a philosophical difference between the rest of modern console gaming. Mm -hmm. With the idea of games should cost a fixed amount, don't load it up with, yeah, microtransactions and DLC. It also, also kind of feels like a warning, like if you do this too much, you might... Kill it. You mm-hmm. might kill well, it's the like golden might, like, goose. Like, yeah,
1: you might like wear out your audience. Yeah. you run through your goodwill.
2: You might do what EA is doing right now. I think they they might be a warning. But Nintendo does do DLC. But like with Mario Mario Kart 8 Deluxe or Mario Kart 8, they had DLC, but you don't feel like ripped off. You still like you got to f- feel like you got a full game. And then if you want more tracks, it was you DLC that was that.
0: actual bonus. Stuff Absolutely on yes. top of a 100 percent game. Uh, Although, n- I,
1: I think there were some people that were a little miffed with some of the, the Breath of the Wild DLC, because there was the additional difficulty.
2: Yeah. That people were like, why oh, right. would you
1: make a difficulty part of the DLC? Just release that as mode an update. Yeah. And
0: but was that ever, but that's I feel like that's a weird thing to to be upset about, considering people talked about how large of a game... Breath of the Wild standard was, and so I don't think you were being gypped on like any sort of like amount of game time and, and enjoyment. You just were like, oh, if there's another mode, you should have released that mode. I was like, well, you still got a, a full game, like you got a major yeah. giant game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, every now and again, That's too, right. those those like those uh, people can get like a little bit wary. I think it was N- Nintendo had a, it was a difficulty or a mode. For the Metroid, the new Metroid 3DS game yep. that was also locked turns. behind Amiibo.
2: Yes. Interesting.
1: They they've tried. And so some there are things. a couple things where it's like only a, a few, you
2: know. yeah. Because yeah, I would
0: say they do come out with some games that do feel like they didn't put as much unique effort into. I mean, most recently uh, the Marvel Tennis, uh, not Marvel <laughs> Mario uh, uh, Aces. Um, people said that wasn't a full game. They forgot the single player. You oh know? yeah. Yeah, and it's like um, sure you and then, they, you know
1: you can go in and you can have the single player matches, but <clears> there wasn't there wasn't like a whole lead through the way you would typically expect. Backed of yeah. a Nintendo game, and
0: then Smash is like going to be a ton of new, a bunch of characters. But people are like, "What's beyond that? Like, right. what's right. what's what's like? Okay, so your next gimmick for this is just to give us every character there's ever been. What about modes? What about, what about modes? Yeah. What are you going to do? That's like, you know, like the the Mario Kart Dash kind of thing, where it's like you're going to add something weird to it, or even like how Mario Odyssey was, where it was like, we've now made a new kind of whole mechanic for a Mario game. Um, but I d- will say, just generally, Nintendo is very much like. Disney in that um, Nintendo makes the... uh, buying a Nintendo game is like going to Disneyland. You pay for your ticket and you get the whole park. Whereas a lot of other games can feel very carnival-like where you can buy your your tickets (laughs) and use your tickets and you might get gypped on what you use your tickets on or you might have to buy a bunch of tickets for this other ride and that kind of thing. So it's like you're going to be... there's a lot more opportunity for people to be grabbing your cash. Whereas Disney's like, we have you in our bubble. Disney's like... or Nintendo's like, we have you in our bubble. Just, you buy and you can stay in our bubble and play your whole game in our bubble.
1: Right, where you're, uh, and it's not that you're buying an opportunity to be sold extra stuff.
2: Yes. Yeah, if EA made Zelda or Mario, you would be able to buy coins and rupees with real money. Yeah. There would just be all this shit, as opposed to Nintendo, which seems to seems to still want to yeah give you that whole experience but i'll bet they're invest they're a publicly traded company i'm sure their investors are pushing them to do shit like ea does totally. to get more revenue because if you're publicly traded uh, you can get sued or attacked by your investors if you if if they feel like you know you're not uh, like you're making enough money exactly that you're not maximizing returns so maybe nintendo's getting a little bit more pressure. I, they're Japanese. There's a different philosophy there. It's hard. To, it's
0: hard to uh, to imagine why they follow through with this. As much as I would like there to actually be, you know, uh, altruistic uh, people out there that are running companies like this. I'm I'm, I'm a a skeptic I'm a cynic and I I go like well why aren't you listening to those investors because I expect you to do the evil thing and to Just try to take all my money. I'm glad you aren't and you actually are creating these games that are gems to me And that are something that I can just buy the game and play the game But is it really because Miyamoto just like actually wants to run his company that way?
1: Well, I mean one Miyamoto doesn't run the company, but I think Nintendo also tends to play longer Reggie does then, <laughs> what's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> who runs Nintendo?
1: <laughs> Reggie runs they're, Nintendo of America.
0: Right, I know. But I'm, you said it's not Reggie, so I was, I was like, well, then who runs Nintendo? No,
1: they actually just had a recent changeover. Um, I'm going to look up the name of the new dude because oh, yeah, I, the always new guy mi- from I always miss oh, it. Oh, that's right. I remember seeing uh, that. Yes, yeah, I, don't so me- I, I have his image in my
0: head. I can't remember his he's name. He's
1: been with them since 96? A while. Yeah, because after
2: Owada died, that was... Obviously, he was supposed to still be in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They that's, put right. In, that's right. They put in kind of a placeholder guy, and who I think did guy. a
1: really great job. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, that and that was um, uh, what uh, Tatsumi Kimishima. Kimishima, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the new CEO did
2: is
1: he, um, Shintaro Furukawa. There we go. Yes. She's, I always I always mispronounce his name. Right. So I
0: so. think what Nintendo. Makes their money off of, and then just spitballing here. but you think that instead of them having to make their money in these microtransaction things or DLC or or these deluxe editions of their games, the Nintendo makes their money through the culture that they sell with everything else that you like licensed
2: products, licensed product, like
0: and and all the extra other products that people will buy on Nintendo products and characters that you would never see someone buy for another franchise. No one's going out there and buying For Honor. Uh, uh, you know, plushies. tons of merchants. Yeah, plushies, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing, or creating entire pop-up shops about these uh, IPs, whereas Nintendo's going to show up in theme parks, you yeah. know? Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's 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 what Nintendo's able to they, sell.
2: They, they have, like, modern-day Mickey Mouse, yeah. and, like, you know, that IP is, like, nobody can match that IP. Nobody
0: so that's... Can... So with... So they don't have to go into that nickel and dime. They can just keep spreading this culture around.
1: I think they may also do something that uh, is becoming increasingly difficult for a lot of other AAA developers, which is managing the budgets of their games. Like, they don't have yeah. this, they, you know, yes. they, they never talk about the thousands of people working on Mario. Yeah, why is that? It's, there's, I mean, their, one, their game style is typically very different. They don't have the focus on uh, realism in graphics. Right, that has, they're
0: not trying to make a Horizon Zero Dawn.
1: Right, and when you try and do those extraordinarily high-level graphics, you need a lot of people working on them and right, it's right, going right. to take a lot of technical resources uh, and so don't that's how They have a cast of 60 people doing voice up, acting and creating right.
0: that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, so they, they're able to control um, where their budget balloons and where it doesn't. I so curious, while they've that? got like everything, the games all look amazing for their style. But you can tell that, for example, Breath of the Wild made some very deliberate choices mm. in how it handled its graphics. Right. And it, you know, it, it came out around the same time as as Horizon, and yeah. they're very, very different.
2: But they and don't go for re- right realistic graphics with millions right. of polygons. And so it's very much
0: like helps. how it, I'm just to compare this to something that actually my brain makes more sense with. Is that the the battlefields are the Justice Leagues that are going out there and try and trying to make a giant movie that costs. 300 million dollars to make but in order to make money back has to make 600 million to a billion dollars to be successful whereas you can go make a little rom-com you go make fucking Mama Mia and Mama Mia 2 and spend 10 million dollars on these things. Or Get Out. Yeah, or you do, you do what Bloomhouse does and you spend 12 $12 million dollars on Get uh, Out.
1: is like the big success story, like as a genre in terms Uh, of return on investment.
0: Spend $40,000 on Paranormal Activity 1 and make, you know, millions of dollars back and that's because you didn't make, you just, you you still made a good game, Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild and all those great games, but they weren't these these juggernauts that you had to feed loads into to make it and, successful. And,
1: and also more people into the grinder. Yeah. And,
2: and also people might forget Nintendo compared to Sony compared to Microsoft com- is a much smaller company. Yeah. And that's all they do are video games. So I think there is uh, there's probably fewer people involved in making those decisions as opposed to like Microsoft or like Phil Spencer or whoever has to answer to a million people. I'm right. sure. Nintendo. Uh they they do what they do, they probably got more of a handle on their costs. They don't run debt, they put money in the bank. And I feel like if a lot more
0: of their business model is based on their exclusives.
2: Yeah, right. They have I think all their IP, yeah, it's it's in-house. So if somebody like Miyamoto says something like we're gonna do this, that probably carries a lot more weight in right. Nintendo. It, just like especially a legendary figure like
0: a me. guy, a guy making Halo can right. say it's the same thing, but it holds not the same weight. And, and all they Talking about right. Halo and the people who make Halo games. Yes. Nothing wrong with that, but there, it's not like Miyamoto is like I'm. No, Mr. Nintendo. all
2: of our yes, and, and and they only make games. They they're not Microsoft. They're not selling PCs. They're not trying to you know sort of. They don't have as varied of interests okay. as Microsoft. I think Nintendo's trying to sell you games and products. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm glad. I'm and
1: most usually their games and products. Absolutely, so right. they can get that attached right up, and they do do. Pretty well on a attach rate usually so I think that all they've created a, an ecosystem mm-hmm. that works for them mm-hmm. And again, sometimes they've got missteps. There was the the Metroid thing Oh, yeah, uh, they people fucked argued up. that, we uh, know that. The, the you know Animal Crossing the, the mobile game <laughs> <laughs> Does seem more revenue focused and isn't in line with this um, this philosophy that Miyamoto is espousing yeah. So there are missteps, but they tend to have fewer of those that are Total deal breakers. I think also even their missteps. I
0: think their missteps. You at least look at them and go, they were at least trying. Like interesting. Like even people who look at like games like Skyward Sword was like just a total fuck up to a lot of people. But you could tell that they were like trying something. They weren't trying to just pop out a tiny little Zelda game. They made a giant game. It just wasn't one that people really liked. And so it's it's never just like someone popping out blah 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 number four. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 definitely a little
2: bit more of a of a bespoke attempt. And I think just as a company, they're more conservative, like just in terms of trying new things. I mean, a lot of these guys have been around since the beginning and they're like, nope. A game should cost this much, and you tell it that we're not... Back in my day, Mario's always always cost this much money. It it
1: might be working in our favor now.
2: Yeah, but they're always the last (laughs) to try DLC and and microtransactions and stuff like that. I think they're just, as a philosophy, more conservative. Okay. I would agree. It makes sense.
0: I'm just trying to wrap my head around why someone would say that who's in that position.
2: He also made some interesting points in that article about... um, We need to get on board with more subscription services like Game Pass and things like that, which I thought was interesting because that feels well. That's because they're
1: also about to launch their own subscription service. You know, September is Nintendo Switch Online, and that's where you'll now have to pay to have access to the multiplayer. They're going to be doing their own sort of version of Game Pass with their uh, Nintendo Classics library of games. So I can see what they're trying to be like, yeah, people. People and developers need to all get on board with these no subscription
2: doubt. services. No doubt. But he also mentioned, like, the the music industry didn't adapt with the times, and they got fucked, and they're still trying to dig out. And I don't like subscription services, like, because I, I like to, like, own my own games. But when I think about it, uh, remember renting games? Like, I did that all the time. That's Game basically five. what this is. Yeah, and, and I did that a bunch, and there's a ton of games where I'm just going to put a set amount of hours into and then...
1: And You don't necessarily next... care about having it forever, right?
2: I don't need to have yeah like
0: uh, Every single game. you play set, forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are certain ones you'll keep playing But the, for the most part like 80 90% of the games especially like if I'm talking about like on PC Like all my steam stuff it's like right there's a right. good chunk of them That if I could yeah. like if I could finish them uninstall and give them back and get even just a dollar back. I'd do it right Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, well speaking of steam TV so steam is sort of coming for the streaming industry interestingly here's the thing they've had streaming for a while they've had broadcasting in their games but it was one it was not surfaced really remotely well uh it was like it it was a tab in a game's profile you could see broadcasts that were happening for that game but you had to be in the steam app not on the steam website but like in the app uh, in order to see any of it and Really, just didn't didn't catch on, but with uh, with the launch of the uh, the Invitational or did In- Invitational the International, uh, they started doing streaming for Dota two, mm-hmm. and so they've got that. It's very curated right now. Slow roll launch. Gets, they accidentally launched it uh, last last Friday. <laughs> Whoops, and then yeah. we're like, that was. Early, you whatever, don't, don't but ac- it's coming. You don't
0: accidentally. You they did that on purpose. <laughs> they did that hundred percent on purpose.
1: But they now have it. It's on the you know, like on the homepage of Steam. There's here's the you know the international, and, and here's how many people watching it. And then they'll eventually start rolling it out um, mo- a little bit more widely. But uh, it seems like they want to get in on streaming which makes sense. It's a good way for people to then be upsold to games. I'm sure they've done some studies on uh, Twitch upselling games that can then be bought via Amazon. And uh, also, it's interesting timing because Amazon and Twitch are ditching some of their benefits for Twitch Prime members. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you automatically have... A Twitch Prime subscription each month. So you can award that off to the channel of your choice. Uh, and then that streamer gets that money for that month, but then you have to sort of re up it manually every month as opposed to direct uh, channel subscriptions where it'll just sort of keep going. Mm-hmm. But it's been a big perk. Like that's been great for a lot of streamers because they're like, hey, it's just, it's bonus. It didn't yeah. cost the Amazon Prime members anything. Lots of people have Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and then they get a little bit of money out of it. But one of the perks was that if you were a an Amazon Prime or, you know, then Twitch Prime uh, subscriber, you also got ad-free viewing, and they're ditching that. Oh, yeah. But they're not only ditching it, they're trying to position it as a good thing for streamers, being like, hey, just think about how great this is for streamers, and... Actually, the, uh, the X V of Twitch was like, like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. This, <laughs> like, streamers, it's not benefiting them in any way. No,
0: ads don't support, ads don't benefit streamers, like, at all.
1: Yeah. So, um, that's, it's interesting timing that, uh, that Amazon and Twitch are rolling back some of their benefits. Um, and, I mean, you know, on a related note, I guess Amazon is, uh, is ditching some of their discounts on pre-ordering physical versions of games, uh, Interestingly, not long after Best Buy discontinued their club, for discounts, so well, it's just a coincidence.
2: <laughs> they couldn't.
1: Well, it's, they're like, well, I guess we don't need it to stay competitive, so <laughs> right. why would we?
2: But that's what scares me about Amazon, though, long term, because once they drive every other retailer out of business, oh yeah, what then? It's like, fuck you. No more two-day shipping. No more. We, you're, you'll get it when we want to give it to you. Six to eight-week shipping.
0: I've gotten to the point now when I watch like like uh, dystopian, like futuristic movies that always have like a bunch of like like a a mega big corporations. Con- corporations. I've gotten to the point where, like. Like, that's not accurate. It's just going to be one. It's going to be the Wally e is what it's going to be, and it's going to be the one company that was making everything. Absolutely, like, Wally e is our future. <laughs> like no, we w-
2: don't enforce antitrust laws anymore. No. We don't break up anything. We let we it's let consolidation, in- consolidation, well, consolidation. Well, yes, and we as absolutely. consumers
1: are sometimes idiots because we're like, yeah, Disney get Fox, and you can have the oh, yeah. X-Men back. You know, with, I want my with, cartoons
2: with, to play together. Right, with
1: not a ton of consideration for what that does to the market and yeah. how much more that means. We've, Disney will be able to strong arm yes. theaters into certain numbers of showings and increase ticket costs Big. and all right. that. We're like, yeah, but just think,
0: X-Men. Disney what? owns half the market share for theater viewings. Um, they do now with the with, with acquisition <laughs> of Fox. Uh, Steam TV, the, the, the side of me that's talking about what we're talking about is like, cool, try to compete. You have money. You have lots of money, and you have a big user base. Try to compete. The cynic in me goes, "You're too late. You're way too late." Twitch has everybody. Twitch has just way too many people, and it's it's a little cocoon. And you're going to Google Plus this shit up.
1: Well, but they, it can sometimes also sometimes also be a benefit to be there in the wings, in place. Totally, I totally in agree. Case, I totally in case agree. the current, you know, top dog. Messes up totally. Which they I want competition. Do, yeah, you
2: know? we we did a me and John did a, a roundtable earlier this week about it, and we kind of concluded like, no, nope, we don't think anyone can dethrone Twitch. It'll take. a a big fuck up by Twitch to Mm -hmm. do something. But they are starting to do shitty things, like with the ad things, or starting to take away things, starting to try to flex their muscles a little bit, and I think if you do that enough, you might drive people, some people are leaving for Mixer, and you know, so there's a chance.
1: Well, there's also something, it's a sort of a life cycle thing that so many platforms go through, Mm -hmm. which is they start out and they've got their thing. And they do that thing and they do it great and they win an audience and then they try to become everything else that they aren't right So one of the things that twitch is doing is there's an increasing focus on this like IRL non-gaming content Basically, they're bringing back in the Justin TV elements from before they were Twitch. we want to be a TV channel
0: I discovered there are twitch ASMR people who do live ASMR
1: What's that? I uh, ASMR is like, like so the like, like in-ear, e- e- like, in like, like Bob Ross it's, shit. It gives, it's, people get tingles from it. Dude, we, have oh, wow. fucking, yeah, okay. we have a documentary I fucking, yeah, we have
0: a I watch ASMR videos, <laughs> like I have them on like when I'm designing and I even like have them on a little before bed and that kind of thing. So I'm totally an ASMR like freak, but the live one, I'm like, no. This needs to be pre-recorded and something that I just throw onto my, my onto my computer.
1: You don't want to have that intimate relationship.
0: They're also like interacting with the chat and everything. I'm like, no, stop it. But I but I I was uh, I was browsing Twitch's top channels one day just to see what's the top, and there was a top uh, streamer and it was a girl and she was very. Uh, uh, buxom, and she was uh, she was very much uh, uh, playing into that role of that kind of look, and was doing like this weird stuff on her ASMR. But it was um, but she had like fifteen thousand people watching her do live ASMR. So that's uh, that's the kind of shit. But they also have like like Gus and, uh, and Esther of like e- eating.
1: Um, oh yeah, we did that. Uh, we had a what's that call. that It was it? on Facebook Live. Uh, they were doing yeah. They just like they a whole genre of
0: that just watching they people would, eat like
1: eating talk. Uh, I guess it's a uh, they you watch people eat, yeah, talk with each other. Um, yeah. so yeah, like we did it. We just recorded <laughs> it in the kitchen here um, and streamed it out to I, I think it was Facebook Live. and because they were just like we we want to do this and to be fun And so it was like, okay, fine. Okay.
0: there are there so are they just set
1: up and they would like sit down and they would they would bring in food and they would sit down and they would eat it and they would just talk.
0: There are these tiny little women. So sad. there are there are tiny little women that make lots of money, really, just. Having people watch them eat.
2: It's not sad. It's just so strange that yeah, it's it's like the 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 lady who unboxes Disney things. Yeah, oh, yeah. And has a bazillion. Fo- it's uh, it's just it's the the voyeurism is so just pervasive now. It's like that's all we want to do. Yeah. We don't want to live our own life. No. Just we want to watch someone else yeah. just having a conversation. Go go take your friend out to dinner. Brian Brian. I triggered old man Brian. I triggered old man Brian. Yes.
1: Brian, don't tell people to stop listening to other people have conversations. That's, that's different. what we're doing right now. But this is
2: different. This is good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure it is. That's gonna that's gonna work. So what Ryan. Steam has to do I think it's is been a good one. <laughs> Steam has to get
0: all the IRL people in there.
1: Yeah, or it's, it's Steam just, has to
0: get their Bob Ross. The, yeah.
1: Yeah. But that's like that's the thing, is uh, as cool as it was, that was a whole not remotely gaming-related thing, no, and they yeah, did. It's still going on. They did. Like, Bob Ross like, is still streaming on. They've done. They've been doing like a Doctor Who marathons, yeah. and like different, like all kinds of crazy things because they they're trying to get beyond games, because yeah. that's where they're trying to get scale. But it also results in like a loss of that core identity, and then they start to become what they hated. You know, and it's like they're the almost man. becoming... You
2: become the man. The man, yeah. yeah. you become the enemy.
1: Like, they started off as like, like, this th- scrappy... Uh, they're like, we're, like, the scrappy little guy, and we're, we're you know, we're going to be better than, like, YouTube for gamers, and Similar it's going to be really YouTube great. Similar to
0: YouTube did to themselves. And mm-hmm. that YouTube was trying to be the Wild West, and now they've turned into just a different version of that cable. Yeah, now they're really just trying to
1: be that. TV. Yeah. I it's think- like, stop trying to be TV. You don't need to be TV. You destroyed TV.
2: Now you've become it. I have, that, I have that theory with directors, too, though, that their early stuff is always the best because they had to be scrappier, they had to be creative because they didn't have the money, and then they just...
0: That's comedians. And then... Comedians are the funniest when they're not successful.
2: Once bands. They super successful. Bands. All their early shit is the best. Like yeah. Wow, like, now
1: we've just turned into a bunch of hipsters. yeah no, hipsters! Like, I guess
2: with comedians, too, yeah. I mean, that's probably. Zach Galifianakis was funniest before he got discovered. Well, but it's also like you catch a moment in time and you become like comedy does not age well. So yeah. you, you, you catch that zeitgeist, you do it and then it moves on or everyone starts to copy you. And you're like, that guy's yeah. not funny anymore. So
0: Steam TV. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, well, like I'll be interested to see if if Twitch has like if there is either some event or if it's like this slow creeping thing that. Uh, of that, what? Of, of just if there's a sort of loss of that tight twitch culture and oh. streamers did move elsewhere. Did Mixer affect it at
0: all? A mixer is coming from a, from a name that has doesn't have the pull that Steam does, but sure. did Mixer? I didn't mixer see a I didn't small. see a reaction from Mixer. Mixer's it. small. Yeah. It's uh
1: it's growing it's growing. Yeah, uh, but Microsoft, it is small. Right? The, it is Microsoft. Yes, and the benefits of Mixer are also like they're they're sort of varied it changes Mixer's uh, lowest latency of all the options, Ooh. so uh, it's. Good for having those more real-time interactions rather than like, you know, someone says 15, something in chat seconds. and like, yeah, forty seconds later someone is like, oh, I see someone has said a thing. It's, but even Twitch reduces. It's those much a lot. closer, uh, and so uh, I know Mixer is great for that. They've got they've got the tech, but it's all about getting like who's cool and who's got a really engaged, loyal user base that wants to be with them all the time. And I would argue that Steam is in a pretty good place there. It's just that their audience isn't, at the moment, there for that.
0: No, that's and that's what we talked about in the roundabout, was that, yes, every motherfucker uses Steam. I mean, it's got a huge user base. You've got to
2: use Steam if you're a PC gamer.
0: Right. Um, however, you don't use it for anything other than a store. It is not... It is not a community place. It is not a place where you go and interact
1: the fact that a friends list now pops up every time I open steam annoys me to no end
0: well, I, I'm usually like I even set my thing to like be like offline or invisible because I'm like I just don't want to see people right now. I just want to go play my video games Y'all are dicks yeah. <laughs> um, But if but if,
1: like, if but if I'm, people is overrated Brian, but I don't
0: need notifications every five seconds that like I don't know like JD keeps changing his game. Oh, I hate again, that shit. The know? Switch
2: does that too Oh, I yeah. get it, I get it. I, Ashley's playing Stardew Valley. Well, that's because yeah, I, I probably
1: like, turned it off and then turned it back on again. And it's like, ooh, a whole new gaming session. I'm like, well, no, but, you know, sorry.
2: Uh, if you're I friends just, with
1: me on Switch, I'm real sorry. I do a lot of that.
0: I just don't think they'll be able to pivot their user base into leaving. Because that's not what they're there for. No.
1: But they are clearly trying to find a reason to keep those users around even more by being sure. like, you're not playing stuff, then watch stuff. And they start
2: putting the little videos in the corner. Sure, open up the window. They'll they'll try to you know gently.
1: Hey, we got this. Yeah. yeah oh, you oh
2: you played thousands of hours of Dota 2. Here we go. You want to yeah, watch Yeah.
1: Here's, uh, here's the here's international.
0: They do have. Okay, yeah. that actually does bring up a good point. Steam has to have. A shit ton of data oh, fuck. that so they can then use because Twitch doesn't, doesn't didn't come into the game oh. with that data, but Amazon does, and so that's why Amazon has pivoted I think into Twitch and why they they've changed what they sell and what they're trying to give opportunities for like loot and that kind of thing to the games. Uh, Steam has data, so if they can do that, if they can use that to like fucking mindfuck people, which is basically what you know online companies do now, you're you're golden. I All like
1: right, the way just, you think. Just, <laughs> like just mind people and you're golden. Yeah. It's the... The the age old strategy. Okay, I think that about does it for this episode of Glitch Please. If you're a Rooster Teeth first member, make sure you join us on the website roosterteeth.com, and you can uh, watch New Game Plus, our first exclusive post show for Glitch Please.
2: Ashley will give out her Switch friend code, so stick around.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm pretty sure I put it out I put out somewhere really? at some point because I was I wanted to play Splatoon, I needed oh. Splatoon friends or like Mario Kart friends. Whatever, I, you know. So I've got, I've got a, a list. I'm terrible at actually checking it yeah. and doing anything because I haven't been really playing anything multiplayer. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm, it's out there somewhere. Oh,
2: in the world. I did that with PlayStation Four. and It's the biggest mistake of my life.
0: I just got an email from Twitch saying they're going to do a Pokemon marathon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. All They've right. heard you. <laughs> All right. That, that's the best button we could ask for. So yes, we'll see you next week for more regular Glitch. Please. Goodbye. Bye.